foreboding. The oh, fear of look death. Look at all the lonely people. everyone and welcome back to another episode of evil men and this is a very somber episode because the three evil men boys me mike and james well just before we started recording we found out that one of our past uh subjects has passed away caligula i didn't know that yeah ah we did a really fun episode our uh third episode was caligula Yeah. yeah And I just found out now on, on Wikipedia. Oh, it's sorry. Centuries ago, he passed away. Yeah. Well, you know, it sucks because, yes, all the people we cover on the podcast are bad people or they've done bad things, but they're still people. And yeah. it's still sad, you know, when a guy like that passes away centuries ago. Exactly. And I always felt there was still time, maybe, for Caligula to bounce back and make up for everything he did. Absolutely. All those. Yeah, thousands of years ago. Well, so thousand years ago. <clears throat> to start off this uh, episode, we just like to send out good vibes, lots of love to everyone in Italy, and I know we do have some <laughs> listeners in Italy. Uh, sorry about. Hey, where the fuck's Caligula? We're thinking of you, and we hope that you know we grieving works differently for every country. And I'm, I'm sure you'll get over it someday. Chris, I wonder what your character there was, like, what his life is like. I guess he's Caligula. Like, does Caligula owe him money or he's delivering? It seems like he's delivering something to Caligula. Yeah. Hey, Caligula owes me a lot, man. Where is he? A fangul. Caligula, you owe me 75 cents. <laughs> I don't know. I lost it. No. A, uh, yeah. I wasn't ready to build a character. Sorry. I shouldn't have thrown it at no, you. No, but I should be ready. And we all three of us should. This is a comedy <laughs> podcast about evil men. We should be yeah. ready to character build, world build at the drop of a, uh Italian send time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. We've got to be on. We've got to be on. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've got to be we got to be funny, Mike. So, we have to be uh, funny. I'll turn on. I'll press the button uh, on the back of my neck that uh, turns the humor on. Funny. Speaking of Italy, it was in the news recently. Did you guys see? Because uh, Joe Biden met uh, the Pope, Pope Francis, in, uh, in Rome, in Vatican City. And there was, uh, for one day, there was a headline on CNN that showed Dr. Jill Biden and Joe Biden and the Pope. And the headline said, Jill, <laughs> so over the top, it was like, Jill Biden returns to her ancestral homeland. Uh, which is a very over the top way to say, like, a woman flies to Italy. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't see that. I didn't. I didn't know Jill was Italian. She's got a bit. Yeah. So Joe's Irish. Jill's Italian. Yeah. They're, who knows that's what kind hot. of household they have together with that mix? <laughs> oh my god! You think that's hot, Chris? Look at this. Listen to this. Hey, man, we're in Italy. You know, you know what I mean, man? <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. 
Did, uh, did you see? Well, just more about Joe Biden and Italy. James, you're going to probably know what I'm talking about. Joe Biden told a baseball anecdote to Pope Francis. He did. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm usually was, aware of any he baseball. What? Joe anecdote. Biden did baseball. He told a base. He met. Yeah, James is a baseball guy. <laughs> Satchel Page. Oh yes. He told him the story of Satchel Page, and he had to use. Uh, I think it was maybe Doctor Joe Biden who was uh, the interpreter. But the Pope clearly had no idea what the hell Biden was talking about. <laughs> he wasn't aware of a like okay Negro League baseball player from Thank the you. 1940s. No. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get uh, Trump back here again? He never told me about a baseball. <laughs> Trump? I wonder. Trump probably would get along with the Pope because he's you know we'd come into the meeting, yeah, firm handshake, direct. You know what I mean? Establish yep. the hierarchy. Well, they do have that photograph. A photograph of like last year, a couple years ago, when Trump was over there, where the Pope looks absolutely disgusted to be near his presence. Mm. But, and I hate to say it, but the liberal media—they always find little photos to that, and then they and then they fact check and they're like, actually, this was the beginning. Like the Pope right. is about to sneeze, yeah. right? Because yeah. his face is like, <laughs> and then they take the picture, like, look how disgusted He's the Pope is. On liberal the verge media of vomiting, and then he went, yeah. and then in real life, he went, that's you, hey Trump, I love you. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the liberal media will use any excuse to smear His Holiness the Pope, and on behalf of the three of us, I'd just like to say we are one of the world's most popular Catholic comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. We love Pope Francis, <laughs> right. and uh, you know, more power to him. Love Pope Francis. Love castles with gold in the basement. <laughs> Just giant ca- castles made of gold and crime. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been to Vatican City. No. I have. I swear to God. Oh, wait. You're just a guy from uh, Orange, Orange, uh, Ville. Orangeville, Ontario. Yeah. Well, I w- went on a trip to Italy and I went to the Vatican City. It's right there. It's right there. Did you have a nice time? <laughs> Actually, yeah. You know, it was. you feel like you're in Lord <laughs> of the Rings in there. Really? You go in. It's this big, crazy castle kind of thing. And... Um, it's crazy. I felt like I was in Lord of the Rings. I don't know how else to put it. But, but you were saying Jill returned to her homeland, her native her Italy. Ancestral homeland. Yeah. But uh, that's so funny because I saw an article yesterday. There, the, the media is really uh, trying to find out what's going on with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Yeah. And there was an article Ooh. with the headline, Kim Kardashian visits Pete Davidson's native New York. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's Pete like, Davidson's New York. He's walking her around New York saying, this this is my home, Kim. <laughs> this is where this is where Pete come from. <laughs> oh. Well, and Kim, if you're listening, we've got some romance uh, advice for you. This is a segment we wrote and prepared before we recorded. <laughs> Watch your heart, hun, because Pete is known <laughs> as a heartbreaker, and he goes through ladies like you go through leather pants, probably. <laughs> You saw that photo of them on the on the roller coaster there? It's hard to imagine. They're holding them. hands on the roller coaster. Yeah, that is so romantic. <laughs> he yeah. must have the biggest hog. That <laughs> works. That gets erect. Yeah, that's the thing. If it's yeah. huge and it doesn't work, it's like... That's a lot the, of blood. If like, you got a real hugey, mm-hmm. that's a lot of blood. Oh, yeah. You fall over. Um, Some people like a big flaccid penis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I know you've been saying this for a while, but I don't know if that's true. I like a big red bloody sausage. <laughs> <laughs> why do you? Why do you guys think Pete is? I guess so attractive to women. I mean, is he? Is he's just 
cute. His right. unhealthy like pallor, his like he's got yeah. that sort of gray skin and those uh, insect eyes. Yeah, you know? like butt guys. Hole. I did do a show with him in Vancouver before he blew up. Right really, when he was blowing up before SNL. And sure. what was he like? He was really nice. Really, did he did he say oh. like, "Hey man," that he was didn't show me his sick. hog, but. No, no, he was very nice, genuinely. Really? Did you know? Yeah. So basically, because you're one removed from Kim Kardashian, it's oh like, my right. god, you have basically dated Kim Kardashian as well. I've also tweeted at Kanye, so I must be close to Kim Kardashian, knowing who I am. Do you think that Kanye is gonna like release a, his next album? There'll be like a, a a diss track about Pete Davidson. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, yeah. Actually, I didn't. I didn't even know they were broken up. James, he broke up. <laughs> You've been living under a rock. We're always, Chris and I are always talking about Kim. I'm sorry. I'm just, I was distracted. COVID. Kim and Kanye broke up. <laughs> remember that morning we called you Did frantically? Did they say why? Yeah, now I remember. We'll never know why they broke up. <laughs> wow. Maybe they were becoming friends. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Like they were turning into friends. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 Kanye I'll, stopped, you know, uh, doing those little romantic things you do at the start of a relationship. Man, if you can't get romantic for Kim K, you got a problem. Yeah. Well, last summer he was like <laughs> Last summer he was like I'm running for president. Damn, I guess not a lot of people are into me running for president. And then Kim issued a statement like please respect that uh, my husband is, you know, has Mentally mental Ill? illness. And then we're like, whatever. And then like a little bit later, she's like, I'm divorcing his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his mental illness is driving me nuts. <laughs> I've, I remember uh, she tweeted, I've heard of mental illness before, but Kanye takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> she said, please respect that my husband's mental illness is ruining our brand. <laughs> <laughs> of being like fabulous or whatever. Remember when she did that nude... Um, magazine cover oh, and she God. had a champagne bottle in her butt or something yeah yes. that was awesome so i can't believe they took pictures of her with a champagne bottle up her butt <laughs> <laughs> remember how we all tried to recreate that oh, uh, yeah. that photo individually but none of us have the same yeah. uh back stare back you know well butt. don't put yourself down you've got quite a shelf uh no, on your caboose there. i don't oh my god last thanksgiving best I, butt of the three of us probably chris it, it is and i'm the worst yeah, we should compare right now. Mike's prop. Oh, yep. Chris is good. Mike's a bit smaller, but good. Mine's Mike's nothing. is long, and it blows in the breeze. <laughs> Have a long billowy butt. I literally got into a huge fight with my parents last Thanksgiving about how they didn't uh, let me inherit a big badonkadonk. <laughs> You, you, you like you noticed your oh, never mind. I was I like, was you gonna, screwed me, man. I was gonna say like you notice your parents' butts and they're big and juicy, mm-hmm. I guess. And you you're like, fuck this, man. Chris, my dad has a big, round, you? luscious butt, and I go, well, what happened to me? And he goes, well, I'm technically I'm your stepdad. Oh, so I, it's not you know he's like these. Yeah, this butt doesn't run in the family. That's, yeah. a, that's a classic. Uh, you step- never accepted me as your real son, and the butt <laughs> thing proves it. Yeah. You don't think I wanted you to have a big, juicy butt, Chris? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that could be like a uh, after-school <laughs> special no, drama. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about world building. Yeah, that's true. Would you have felt more secure if you had gotten surgery to have the same butt as your uh, stepdad? In the same, <laughs> in the way that you know, a father who is circumcised will usually want to circumcise his own son so they look the same, which yeah. is a very weird mm. way to look at the world. <laughs> <laughs> look at our dicks, Dad. We're- 
We're matching, son. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> Someday all this will be yours. What do you mean, Dad? <laughs> Just the head of my penis will be like your penis. Come on. Get here so we can take a picture together and show the world what we're made of. Beep. 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 The patient's high, pre- high ble- or blood pressure is really dropping. Something's wrong. Oh, no. Dr. Death is operating on his butt. <laughs> Imagine Dr. Death was your butt operator. <laughs> Oh, that'd be scary. Uh, I screwed up my joke, but whatever. Mike, do you, James, would you circumcise your son, uh, your little guy? Uh, first of all, don't have a, a little guy oh, okay. yet. <laughs> um, uh, probably not, because it seems uh, this at this point unnecessary. Unless he's got a uh, a medical problem, you know. If he, you know, if, <clears throat> if he does, if you do circumcise him later in life, he might do the thing where the guys try to regrow it. Hey, James. Yes! Something has been bugging me ever since you mentioned that the Vatican looks like um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Now, when I think of Lord of the Rings, I think of (laughs) three things. Gollum, Smog, and those wonderful drinking songs that they're always singing. Were you singing a drinking song and sort of swinging a mug of mead with everyone else at Vatican City? I was, I was. I I went into into one of their big, beautiful, you know temples and i uh, couldn't help myself pulled out a can of uh moose head that i brought from canada oh, God. and i started singing and dancing because i'm telling you hey listeners who've been there back me up you, it's you feel like you're in uh some kind of um yeah i don't know like a fantasy novel or something where wow. there's a kingdom it's crazy it's really wild <clears throat> you guys it, would love it it is a kingdom right I got yeah. It's technically its own little well, it's mini country, state? but it's kind of like um, if the Eaton, if you said the Eaton Center was its own country, a little bit. Oh, imagine is a kingdom well, ever a, called technically a kingdom. I don't like. Know. They're like this is a kingdom. I don't know if it's a kingdom because there's not a king. There's just a there's pope. a pope. There's two popes. A heck of a yeah. Two popes because Ratzinger's still alive. Remember him? He's still he's kicking. still alive. He's just not pope anymore, but he's still he's like ex pope. I didn't think they could do that. I thought you had to be fully dead. I think he. He's the first one to do it or something? Or in a He's long the first time? one to go, I don't want to do this. This job <laughs> sucks. Well, what, 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 but what is your career after being a pope? I mean, I guess uh, you could get into podcasting. Podcasting. Well, since he crypto. retired as pope, he's really been hitting the dating scene hard. Uh, <laughs> got quite a reputation. Well, he was a, a very man. handsome pope, I guess people thought. Yeah. Ratzinger. People loved his kind eyes. <laughs> yes. They loved how he looked exactly like the emperor from Star Wars. Yeah. He could go to like uh, like sci-fi cons, the former pope, and pe- fool the public and sign Absolutely. a lot of autographs. Yeah, it's kind of funny when uh, you know having the head of your sort of ancient and kind of uh, dubious <laughs> church look like a hundred percent a villain in a like uh, a sci-fi movie. Have you PR. seen Anakin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, father. In the name of the Vader and the Chewie <laughs> and the Holy Leia. Now, was he Italian, Michael? Ratzinger was, was German, he? and that was the thing because he had, as a young man, been part of the Hitler Youth, and that yeah. was always brought Oh, up. that's right. Right? Yeah. That's right. I feel Fine, like I'll go. <laughs> I can take a hint. I did not like Hitler. <laughs> Last week, we had Kyle Kinane on. That was like, pretty cool. Live from Oregon, from Portland. Mike yeah. and I had never met him before or spoken to him before. Yeah. So I was, I'll be frank, I was a little bit intimidated just because mm-hmm. he's a really funny 
famous comedian. Chris knows him a little bit, or I shouldn't say how much you know him. You know him. A little bit. And uh, it, that was cool. It was very cool. But it was, funny. you know, when you don't know somebody, um, you know, it's a little intimidating. Yeah. Not exactly uh, Cheers where, you know, yeah, everybody Michael. knows your name. Norm! <laughs> Norm! Norm! Who the fuck is Norm? <laughs> Everyone here is Norm. We are all Norm. Everyone here knows Norm. I'm Fraser. <laughs> You know that Kelsey Grammer was only like 12 years old in the first season of Cheers, but he still looked like he was in his 50s. I know. That's here. Well, it's a definitely a thing. When you start looking older when you're younger, then you just seem that age for like 40 years. I've Same, looked 40 forever. I there think. you go. Same with Patrick Stewart. Watch yeah. Star Trek Next Generation from 30 years ago. He looks 70 then and he looks 70 now. Right. Same with Frasier. Here's my thing. I think I'm entering that phase because I've gone gray a bit young. And no. it's bothering. Yes, Mike, I am. I look at both you guys, and you don't have any grays. I'm getting gray. So there's the negative. I'm going to look a lot older than I am. Yeah, but I'm bald as shit. That's true. And I started going bald at like 21. Okay, I guess I can't. Com- I can't really complain. <laughs> you can't complain. You <laughs> but I'm hair. just saying, maybe there's an upside that I'm going to look old when I'm like 44. <laughs> but Chris. I might still maintain that look for a long time, so it could be good. Yeah, Chris. In my 70s, Chris. I'll be laughing. Chris, what? I have some gray hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it looks it makes you look distinguished, oh, as it often thanks. does. And, uh, you know. But, you know, I'm not all about being distinguished, Mike. I'm out at the clubs. I'm trying to, you know, get down and dirty. You all gotta the time. lick it before you stick it. <laughs> Is that a song? Yeah. By who? I don't know. It's an old the club song. The Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to lick it before you stick it. Baby, you can lick my dick. <laughs> baby, you can lick my dick. I thought you were going to say, baby, you can lick my car. <laughs> baby, you can lick my car. Because, baby, I love you, whatever your name is. <laughs> what song do you think has, like, and this is just rando, I guess more for Mike, but you might know it too. Mm-hmm. What song is like a really beautiful, what's more beautiful and poppy, but also has like is a dark chord progression that is sounds a bit ominous? Eleanor Rigby by the mm. Beatles or Two Sisters by the Kinks? They're kind of familiar or like similar to me for some reason. Do they both use, does Eleanor Rigby use a harpsichord? I don't think no. so. But it's you like know a what I mean? Quartet? Like, do you know um, what I mean? There yeah. is a similarity yeah. to the two. Foreboding. The fear of death. Look at all the lonely people. How does two sisters start? It sounds so good. Yeah. I don't know about two sisters, but how about that song Two Princes by the Spin Doctors? Two princes stand before you. <laughs> I remember as a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, that guy, guy had to do that. <laughs> that guy brought that scatting, scatting back. Yeah, yeah he did. But that was I'm bringing scatting back. Well, shall I mention the Patreon and then move on to our topic? Thank you for listening, everybody. You know, we have a Patreon you could check out. Yes, we do. Patreon.com slash evil men. Or. 
if you prefer otherwise, Patreon. Absolutely. And uh, that doesn't make sense because Mike edited out all the Scatman stuff. (laughs) 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 But we had a great Scatman riff and Scatman's world riff. You missed it. We had a great intro. I mean, that could be a long intro. We really might not have to do a lot about the topic. Mm -hmm. Anyway, check out Patreon.com Evil Men. If you sign up, you get bonus episodes. I mean, probably twice a month. Other fun posts. Um, People love it. Thank you, everybody who signed up. We appreciate you so much. And if you can't help our Patreon, you could rate us and review us and, you know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That would be helpful. All right. Um, Today's evil man is uh, a guy who uh, I think you guys probably know. Does, Does this ring a bell, gentlemen? Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Does that ring a bell? Remember that? Yes, the bells are ringing in my head. Yes. Of course, I'm talking about Bill O'Reilly, the right-wing American journalist, author, and former TV host. So let's talk about Bill. Hello. Let's have a little (laughs) wee chinwag about Bill O'Reilly. I believe he's of Irish descent. He is, Mike. Absolutely, as you nailed that. I don't know how you pulled that one. He is Irish descent. He was born in New York City in 1949. Wow. Talk about a boomer. Right? Absolutely. He's, he's, couldn't be more of a boomer if he tried. Yeah. Okay, boomer. Remember that video. Yeah. As a child, uh, Bill uh, attended a private Catholic boys' school. <clears throat> and here's a funny thing. So he is Catholic, if you were wondering, Mike. Yes. I know you like to tally the, the, yes. yeah, the votes there. Um, during high school, Bill O'Reilly met future pop singer Billy Joel, who really? Bill O'Reilly described as a, quote, hoodlum. Really? Billy Joel. Yeah, stop playing your soft rock piano and pay attention (laughs) in class, Billy Joel. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Bill O'Reilly recollected in an interview that Billy Joel was, quote, in the Hicksville section, the same age as me, and he was a hood. He used to slick his hair back like this, and we knew him because his guys would smoke in this and that, and we were more jocks. Wow. So Bill O'Reilly says in high school he was a jock and... Billy Joel was a smoking teen. Well, you know what? Have you ever seen... So this is... Billy Joel had a band before he became the soft rock legend we know. Okay. He had a heavy metal band, a proto-heavy metal band called Attila. He looks a lot different. He looks like Geddy Lee. He looks like Geddy Lee, but yet more dreamy. Yeah, he does have nice... You know what? Seeing that picture of Billy Joel, he does have nice eyes. When you see the sort of uh, current Billy Joel, the eyes get lost. No wonder Christy Brinkley fell for the the damn guy. It makes complete sense. When you see the two of them, you go, yep, I get it. Yeah, and then Billy Joel, apparently, when Attila failed, he tried to kill himself by drinking paint thinner. Is that true? Yeah, but he he failed. Damn. Probably the only thing he failed at in light of how many successful... And driving a few times. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Anyway... So, in the middle of the night, I start making my dick. No, yeah. What were you going to say? <laughs> no, that's good, though. Uh, well, this is that's all the Billy Joel content I have on this episode. I knew, I knew Billy Joel. He used to smoke. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. He was a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> he loved music and he smoked. <laughs> <laughs> all I know from uh, about Bill O'Reilly, honestly, because I... Uh, can't, couldn't, like, I didn't watch Fox News around you his time. You didn't? <laughs> and, like, 
I guess it was a funny thing that Colbert would go on all the time or something. Like they had a kind of rivalry. I, I'm going to get to that, but uh, Colbert Sorry. Report is... No, no. But that's Chris. all I knew. And then also, of course, like viral vids of him acting like an asshole. Yeah, Colbert I, Report was pretty much based on the O'Reilly factor. Yes. We're, right. We'll get into it. Sorry about that. No, I it's blew okay. It. I blew it, Please man. don't feel bad. Please. <clears throat> um, James? Don't go changing. <laughs> Um, okay, so Bill O'Reilly, you know, he's in this Catholic high school. He, he hangs out with Billy Joel, doesn't like him. Uh, Bill O'Reilly goes off to college, majors in history. And he Imagine him being afraid of Billy Joel. Yeah, well, you're <laughs> in the O'Reilly hood. factor, my friend. <laughs> if you're calling there. someone a hood, you're already like a dork. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's the language that like people who were the parents of people of Bill O'Reilly's generation like that's the term they would use like exactly. a hood I agree so he was born old his dad told him that Billy Joel was a hood like you mm-hmm. know what I mean like that's yeah. what it sounds like it's lame cat stop meowing we yeah. talk we're talking Bruno stop meowing thank you um so uh yeah Bill went off to college majored in history played semi-pro baseball as a pitcher at the time and also was a punter on a Football what, team. What do you think his walk-up song was? <laughs> it wouldn't have been Billy Joel. We know that. Would yeah. Have been like, uh, it wouldn't have been uh, Old Town Road. In the mood. Like... <laughs> <laughs> now batting Bill. The Thrill O'Reilly. <laughs> um, anyway. so uh, I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after Bill goes to college, he graduates college. And uh, like a lot of us have thought of doing... He moved to Miami. So Billy Joel didn't hold him back. He persevered no. through knowing Billy Joel. He didn't kill him. <laughs> if anything, maybe his hatred of Billy Joel fueled his, you know, blustery yeah. persona. Yeah. That he, I have wow. to become more successful than this hood, this yeah. musical hood. It probably did piss him off before he became really rich, being like, fuck, I knew that guy. Because when you do know someone when you're younger and they become really rich, you're a bit yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yeah, Even though, yeah. why should you yeah, be bothered Billy by Joel that? blew up in the 70s, right? Yeah. The Glass yeah. Houses album or whatever yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, who sings? I'm st- no, that's uh, Elton John. I'm, El- still, I'm standing. still standing. That's Elton that John. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But who? What's Billy Joel's hits from the seventies? He's piano just, man. Oh, piano, yeah, piano right? man. Just obviously. the way you are. When was um? Yeah. <clears throat> Papa oh. Leone lived on Sullivan Street. Baba doodle da uh, moving out, moving out. Yeah, that was a good. It was one. turned into a hit Broadway the, musical. There oh. is an "I'm Still Standing." Like that's Elton John. I know oh. that's, but the style of song that I Billy Joel had. Mean. He had some '80s. You know bangers. what I mean? It's about being like, it's about persevering. Like ah, uh, you know, like yeah. Okay, so O'Reilly is in Miami, which is kind of oh, cool. he got this one. I don't care what they say anymore. Oh, my this life. is my life. Yeah, that's a great ding song. Ding dong, do do do. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. That's about Bill Ry- O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. could be. I don't care what Bill says anymore. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> Sorry, do, Jeff, do, we've turned do, this do. into an episode. <laughs> of Billy yeah, should I just change the topic? Well, I know more about <laughs> Billy Joel, I think, than B- Billy O'Reilly. Whenever you get, whenever you get uh, sort of. Disinterested? Just bring up a Billy Joel fact. Okay. Um, I apologize. No, no. I I mean that. But that song is about Bill O'Reilly. Funny anecdote about the song My Life. Uh, I'll give a quick reference to hilarious comedian David Deneen Porter, who listens to the podcast. I remember once seeing him perform My Life at a karaoke bar. And he killed it? He did. And he introduced it. So the music starts playing. And David, before he starts singing, goes, I dedicate this song to Russia and Ireland. The countries where I was born, and then started singing my life. 
Very funny. He's Stuck probably the funniest guy we know. Yeah, we got to get him on. <laughs> He's up there. He's up there. He's so funny. Anyway, so Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> all we basically Let's just talk about <laughs> DDP and <laughs> Billy Joel. I'm curious about Miami, another place I've never visited. Okay. I've yeah. been there. I've been there. Okay, so all we know so far is Bill O'Reilly basically went to high Mike school. Mike did a pouty face. Bill O'Reilly went to high school and college, and then at, when he was like 20, he moved to Miami to teach English at a high school for a couple years. Early I don't 70s. care what they say anymore. I'm teaching English. Like a lame guy. That's his like... Yeah. Anyway, so, he, so Bill O'Reilly teaches uh, English at a high school for a couple years in Miami. He's that perfect dolphin season there in 72. Yeah. Then he moves to Boston and went back to school to get a degree in broadcast journalism. So now his broadcasting career starts, Mr. O'Reilly. Was he hardcore conservative the whole time? You know, I don't really have a lot of info on that. And it seems like he avoided the draft somehow as well. Yeah, I don't have info uh, on that either. Mike does. One thing that's interesting, though, is like... You know, it seems like the massive polarization was so much less so back then. So I guess it wouldn't be that weird if you're kind of conservative in the 70s. It's not like being a Republican. I don't know. You had the Nixon guys that were just as intense. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Anyways, he he starts interning at TV stations, gets a news anchor job in Scranton, Pennsylvania, where he also reported the weather. The office. Yes. Imagine Bill O'Reilly do, reading the weather. Do, 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 do. That's cheers, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a character. <laughs> the original pilot of Cheers had a very uh, racist character uh, who yelled a lot based on Bill O'Reilly. And uh, he didn't test well with the audiences. Right. Yeah. Um, so he moves around for a bit, gets a job in Denver, and wins a local Emmy for his coverage of a skyjacking. That's evil as shit. I guess that's a weird thing where, like, if you're a newscaster, major milestones in your your career are doing a good job of reporting on tragedies. Yeah, like I guess there must be some part of your lizard brain where you're a bit like, oh, there was a fire in a school, yes. huh? Yeah. Ooh. Haven't you ever seen Nightcrawler? Yes, great movie. That's Lizard Brain City, yeah. to say the least. The Rene Russo, wonderful. The talented Jake Gyllenhaal, Ooh. brother uh, of the beautiful. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie! Call us. All right, so moving on, moving on. So Bill is, uh, he's winning local Emmys. He gets a job with CBS News. He's their correspondent out of Argentina. So he's probably got some swag now. He's got that local Emmy. Now he's in South America. That would be amazing, being a news, like living in Argentina for a couple years. Poof, Mm -hmm. wish. Anyway, so... uh, So far, not so evil, though, in my opinion, James. I completely agree. So... 1989, he moves on from news to join Inside Edition. Do you remember? Yes. I remember that. Yeah. That was one of the early like new, uh, celebrity news magazines, sort of like a muckraking, uh, exactly. trashy Tabloid shows. gossip yes. show. Yes. Uh, it was literally, on, it came on after Brave Star. What was Brave Star? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It was oh. an old cartoon for the 80s, but it would come on like, like after school. It yeah. was like news that would come on at five. But it was very lurid celebrity news, but it yes. basically had a, a yeah audience of like It'd children, be like, at least for yeah. the time slot we saw. This it. person had a yeah. botched boob job, yeah. you know? Um, it was in competition with A Current Affair, which I also remember. Remember the mm-hmm. Current Affair music sting? Like, bang and it would be <laughs> yeah, a triangle. Definitely. And was Current Affair Maury Povich? Or was that the other one? I don't remember Maury Povich hosting it. I remember there was a show called Hard Copy with a... 
with a mm-hmm. with a man who looked like Maury. Oh, Povich. maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Hard copy was seemed like the scummiest one. Who of the all of fudge them. hosted uh, Current Affair? I remember a woman hosting Current Affair, but I don't remember her name. Hmm. But I I just uh, mysterious nameless woman. <laughs> Did she have a botched boob job? I don't think so. But uh, if you want to check that out on Wikipedia and get oh, back to he, us on that. Uh, okay. So Bill's so, doing, so Bill O'Reilly. It's got two out of ten on IMDb. What does? A current affair. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> what was Bill O'Reilly's one called? It was called Inside Edition. Right. So I thought like Maury Povich came from one of those. Maybe I'm wrong. Get on, you get on that, look it up, and, and chime back in. Sorry. No. Where did Maury Povich come from, for God's sake? Yeah. Inside Edition <laughs> has 3.2 on IMDb. All right. Mm. Anyway. Bill O'Reilly. So Bill O'Reilly's on... Inside edition. It was that- Bill O'Reilly that anchored it. Chris, I just said that. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You got to eat some chocolate. No. You're losing concentration. This is going to be very hard to edit. <laughs> I just said that he hosted Inside Edition. I'm seriously, I think you need some chocolate. This is what we do, folks, when we sense low energy. We got to eat chocolate. We this munch. show is fueled on chocolate. We munch Saturday treats. Night Live in the late 70s, fueled on cocaine. Yes. Well, evil men is fueled on yeah. uh, fun size chocolate. chocolate that. My family bought I'll Ebony. Literally, eat one. Go get it. Okay, get keep it. going. I'm sorry. I won't talk for a bit. I suck at this. No, one. no. <laughs> All right. So let's circle back here. 89. Bill O'Reilly's hosting Inside Edition. Uh, that's where that famous outtake happened. You know, the we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when that video came out in like 10 years ago, O'Reilly uh, acknowledged it, it, its existence, claiming. He was just amusing his coworkers, and well, he said, "Yeah, and he said, quote, I have plenty, plenty of much newer stuff. If you want the tapes I have, I'm happy to sell them to you. Ha ha. So give me a break. He wasn't amusing his. So coworkers. he was trying to uh, play off his uh, fiery Irish temper as just a little bit of fun. It seemed that way. Yes. Um, by the way, that was named one of Time Magazine's top ten celebrity meltdowns. Really, which does make you feel like maybe." Uh, Time Magazine has gone sort of downhill, if that's the kind of thing they're yeah. categorizing now. Anyway, so um, so uh, Bill hosts Inside Edition for a few years, and then in 1996, he was hired by Roger Ailes to anchor his show, at first called The O'Reilly Report, and later The O'Reilly Factor, on the upstart Fox News channel. And get this, Mike. The first day of The O'Reilly Factor was the very first day Fox News launched. So he was there of day one. So he was embedded from right there from the birth of Fox News. Amazing. He was. Yeah. Um, he hosted. And he was also the host of A Current Affair. <laughs> <laughs> so he has two jobs at this point. How's he uh, doing that? <laughs> no, just one. Although, well, he does do a lot of stuff. Anyway, so Bill hosted The O'Reilly Factor for 21 years. Pretty long run. 21 years. Wow. And uh, he be- That could go to your head, eh? No. Yeah, imagine you got... Yeah, you got a job for 20, uh, 20 years, you know. You- Everybody loves to hear your opinion. Everybody mm-hmm. loves me. Everybody loves my voice. Everybody loves what I have to say. Exactly. That doesn't turn you into a deranged lunatic creep at all. Especially when your character is kind of being bombastic and arrogant and mm-hmm. a jerk. I mean, you know. So, and, and this is an interesting um, little fact. 
Roger Ailes uh, offered Bill O'Reilly a contract. He said, you can host your show for 21 years until you leave under a cloud of disgrace. Yes. Yeah. That was in the contract. Yeah. You can host your show until we both get uh, me too'd. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Shake on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nosferatu. Or no, he was his name. Nosferatu. They high five and said Nosferatu. <laughs> Nosferatu, bro. Nosferatu, bro. Up top. Up top, Nosferatu. Sure thing, my good man. Did you know that uh, Bill began every episode with the catchphrase, Caution, you are about to enter the no-spin zone. The factor begins right now. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> the famous phrase. Yeah. Caution. Uh, you're about to enter no spin zone. Um, this TV show starts now. <laughs> it's got a real kick there. I hate Billy Joel. Uh, Are we on? <laughs> I don't care what they say anymore. There's a no spin zone. Um, so, so does Tucker Carlson, like, is... Bill O'Reilly, Tucker Carlson's God, or what? Mm, he sort of definitely seems like the predecessor. I, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll get to it. He, he says some pretty bad stuff. I, I feel like what they say now is worse, but I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong on that. Okay. Anyway, oh. uh, <clears throat> cats are running around. Cats are running around pretty hyper, and they almost jumped on my dong. <sighs> well, hard to avoid. That thing is huge. Yeah. So obviously, um, you probably, you know, most people probably heard of the O'Reilly Factor. It was a really influential, important outlet for right-wing talking points. It was regularly criticized for distorting facts and using misleading or erroneous statistics. And uh, on the show, Bill said a lot of things that I think people would find pretty horrible. Um, did he? He did. He um, classic like right-wing, you know, dumb whatever talk radio kind of vibes. He blamed Trayvon Martin's death on him looking like a gangster and his that he was wearing a hoodie. Mm. The classic, you know, that was a talking point at that time. In uh, 2003, a son of a 9-11 victim accused O'Reilly of capitalizing on 9-11. And Bill O'Reilly said, I've done more for them than you will ever hope to do. So keep your mouth shut. Cut his mic. <laughs> he says that wow. to a guy whose dad died in 9-11. Wow. Did, did Bill O'Reilly, maybe we'll get to this, but mm. did he... Mastermind the whole war on Christmas idea was that him or was he just? I know just I Fox? don't. I didn't read that, but it feels like that's exactly his wheelhouse, right? He also claimed Bill O'Reilly claimed that legalizing gay marriage would lead to interspecies marriage, and it's come to pass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here we are with gay marriage legal, and yeah, he was dead on. Yeah. Oh, I just married donkey. <laughs> that was my Shrek. Not good. No, that was good. Yeah, I mean, it's no, crazy. Like, oh, I yeah. marry donkey. How do you do Shrek? Is he Scottish? Is he like that? Do that. Can you do it? Yeah, you can do oh, it. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't really know. Oh, I'm Sean oh, Connery. I'm, I'm Sean. I married a donkey. <laughs> um, no, it's true. He was bang on on that. Like, we all know people who've married cats yeah. and frogs. Love my gay friends, but yeah, I, I think it's weird that they all married animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining cats and dogs, and I'm going to marry them. They'd say it's raining huh? husbands and wives. <laughs> That's what all gay people say. Oh, God. 
Yeah. So, you know, he was like, and he had huge ratings, very popular. It was really like the um, the cornerstone of the Fox News lineup. So, nice. you know, this kind of stuff, it was really like... Was um, he married at the time? He did get married and he divorced. He divorced oh. around 2010 or so. Shit. I know. Yeah, exactly. Sad. If, they, if he can't make it with his wife, yeah. what chance do we have? Was God mad when he got divorced? Um, God said it was fine, but you got the sense that he was a bit pissed. Right, like God still tr- like tiptoes around famous people. Yeah, well, clout. You don't want to yeah. get in a flame. It's war. fine. <laughs> Free fry fro from. Here's the thing uh, O'Reilly did in '02. He called for all Americans to boycott Pepsi because <laughs> Ludacris was in a Pepsi ad, and O'Reilly said that Ludacris glamorized a life of guns, violence, drugs, and a disrespect of women. The next day. Pepsi fired Ludacris. So he had that much sway, that much power. Yeah. I mean, I guess O2, not long after 9-11, probably was America's most, like, uh, conservative, like, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, well, it would it's, be generally accepted conservative-mindedness. Isn't it funny that Pepsi made a calculation, though, that, like, oh, they valued the, the Fox News viewers more than, like, every young person in America <laughs> buying their product? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> who's Pepsi angling for? You know, uh... Kids who like hip hop or sixty-year-old Irish men who hate Billy Joel. Yeah, um, this was a bad thing too. In 05, uh Bill O'Reilly periodically denounced um, a Kansas-based doctor who would perform abortions by the name of George Tiller, and Bill O'Reilly would refer to him as Tiller the Baby Killer, hmm. and that guy was murdered. So people think, hey, you know, here you were... In the wake of Bill O'Reilly making him famous? I mean, so there's no direct connection, but, you know, he's doing Fox News and really stoking all these fires, and, you know, you could argue hateful thinking. Hmm. Um, We have one friend who probably celebrated the uh, killing of that abortion doctor. (laughs) Oh, God, Mike. (laughs) He's a good guy, eh? (laughs) Yeah, God God bless him. Hmm. Um, Anyway... In 07, uh, researchers from Indiana University School... Oh, sorry, the cat <laughs> just uh, leaped on Chris. In 07, researchers from the Indiana University School of Journalism published a study claiming that they felt Bill O'Reilly used propaganda, frequently engaged in name-calling, and consistently cast non-Americans as threats and never in the role of victim or hero. Yeah, but you know what? That makes such good TV. <laughs> Chris Locke stars as Roger Ailes in Fox <laughs> News, a Canadian perspective. Call them names. Call them mean names. <laughs> coming, on, coming soon on CBC Gem, Chris Locke is Roger Ailes. <laughs> Wasn't Russell Crowe Roger Ailes in some like made-for-TV or like um, yeah. series about mm-hmm. the fall of... Boy, that guy can Ailes. put on weight and lose it. Yes. Who's better at it, him or Christian Bale? Oh, Christian Bale. From the machinist to playing Dick Cheney, ooh, that's a big diff. Also, and then Dick Cheney back down to how he looks in Ford versus Ferrari, and he looks good as hell and skinny. Damn, dude! And in one one of his Batman movies, he begins as Batman very fit, and by the end of the film, he is very shaped <laughs> as Batman. <laughs> you know, you know who's good at gaining and losing weight? Also, I give him credit, Matt Damon. Yes, He'll he chunk is. it up. Mm-hmm. Same with, oh no, Jared Leto put prosthetics on. Yeah, Jared Leto's mm-hmm. too into it. Yeah, he gets too into character. Did you hear that when he played the Joker, he like yeah. 
got in fully in character and would leave like dead rats for his castmates because he's the Joker. But yeah. also, he he went to a Toronto Second City main stage show. He did and sat in the back and did his Joker laugh. Like, no, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm the Joker. Bravo, great performance. <laughs> I love traditional Chicago style improv comedy. <laughs> did Batman someone... doesn't. Okay, so. Basically, we've covered Bill O'Reilly. You know, he's. I, I just gave a very small sampling of some of the crummy things. Can I just say one thing? Yes, you're doing a great job. I think I'm distracting from it so much this episode mm-hmm. because I detest Fox News oh. and and Bill O'Reilly and the like. Well, huh. you gotta give it a try. But know? it's good. Neil Cavuto gives some really good. It's good though. You're saying he's an evil man, so here we go. So he's like the most influential. Well, I actually take. I you know one issue I have, Chris, is to me. We're not setting out to prove that they're evil. We're giving the information and then deciding, are they evil and to mm-hmm. what degree? Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. you may not find them to be so evil. So then anybody can be a topic on this podcast. Absolutely, in my yeah. opinion. Okay. Yeah, from uh, Mother Teresa all the way down to uh, uh, Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> Gondo. Gondo, yeah. Um. So you guys are mentioning Colbert and, you know, uh, Stephen. Yeah. yeah. Bill O'Reilly had, did have this kind of connection to The Daily Show. Because um, he would come on and John Stewart would kind of do that thing like he did with John McCain where they would kind of like playfully mm. spar. Oh, that's, right. that's what I'm thinking of. It yeah. was him and John Stewart that's that had the back and forth. Well, Bill O'Reilly yeah. appeared yeah. on The Daily Show 15 times. Yeah, so John Stewart gave him exposure to like that's right. an audience that hated now, him. And that was a different America. That's because right. Because there was still a discourse between the two. You I can't agree. do it anymore. I completely agree with you, Chris, because... I do think, and maybe this seems wrong, but I do think it's at that time, even if you vehemently disagreed with Bill O'Reilly, it, it might have been more possible to be like, well, I think you're wrong, but I can we can talk about it, versus now where there's two different realities. Maybe that's wrong, and maybe it was like that then too, but I mm-hmm. sort of get that sense. But yeah, I, I do remember him coming on uh, the, da- the Darn Daily and, Show. And they were kind yeah. of yeah, chummy that's where I saw him a lot. Yeah. in a f- sort of funny way. And uh, mm-hmm. John Stewart said that Bill O'Reilly was the voice of reason at Fox News. Um, quote, like the thinnest kid at fat camp. Wow, um, man, you couldn't even make that joke today, John. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, John Stewart. Yeah. O'Reilly briefly appeared on John Stewart's final show. O'Reilly joked, have fun feeding your rabbits, quitter. O'Reilly also wrote a lengthy appreciation for Stewart in Deadline Hollywood, saying, quote, Stewart will leave a void in the world of political satire. Undeniably, John Stewart was great at what he did, whatever that was. It's a little dig at the oh end. Oh, my there. God, Bill. No, what a writer. <laughs> He's got a sense of humor. Yeah. Well, of course he would like John Stewart, because they were nice to each other, and they both like probably... Um, operated in the same circles in like the elite New York City nightlife or whatever. Yeah, they all know Epstein. And, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and also O'Reilly would just get softballed on on the Daily Show, basically. Right. Well, you yeah. know, I don't know. I I I used to watch it, and I I don't know. I don't think it was an, it was. Uh, I think it was spirited <laughs> spirited argument. But also, wasn't arguing? it Obama years? Yeah, it was the Obama. So years. that's the thing. O'Reilly was on the the bottom end. Like hmm. you know, he had no. You know, it wasn't. But that must have been. He had the less power at that time. O'Reilly must have had Donald Trump on to talk about the birth certificate during those years. He must have been part of that thing. Maybe. Of like, right. He's the president. You know, maybe. Anyway. Can you guys imagine, though? Because the, the last Daily Show episode, I believe Bruce Springsteen was on, right? Because John Stewart's thing was like, I love Bruce Springsteen. So in the green room, there would have maybe been like Bill O'Reilly sitting across from 
Bruce Springsteen with a bunch of like uh, food and uh, bottles of water. Isn't yeah, that, isn't that interesting to think about? It is. Right? It is, Michael. Yeah. So, sort of wrapping up his career. I part, love thinking about food and bottles of water. <laughs> me too. I'm gonna have a Perrier later. Um, <laughs> so you know, as for his show, hugely influential and very culturally culturally relevant, I would say. He also had a radio show he did during the day that broadcasted to millions of people on 400 stations. Holy shit! And I think even if it was less insane at the time, you you definitely would argue that Fox News at the time really laid down the brickwork that led to where we are now, led to Trump and how insane it is now. Like, you know, they they really laid those bricks down of where we are today, I think is inarguable. I do remember in the early 2000s, Tucker Carlson was on CNN. Yes. He co-hosted that show, Crossfire, with James Carville. Yeah. And uh, John Stewart went on it and destroyed it. Yes. And then then he moved to Fox. But like, was someone like Sean Hannity, another (laughs) Irish-American, was he already on Fox, I wonder? Well, Michael, there was a show called, it was Hannity and Combs, and Combs was a left-wing guy. I think they had more of a pretense of pretending to be not just... And this was on Fox? This was on Fox, Hannity and Combs. Wonder what happened to Combs. He wrote a book called like Liberal Land or something. He seemed like a loser. Mm. He was definitely like the cuck to Hannity's alpha male. Like it was a <laughs> like the dynamic was so set up for Hannity to be the strong man who's correct. He always walk on set and like slip on a peel <laughs> yeah. and just like have a nosebleed in the middle yes. of the show. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway. boy, those times seem a lot more simple than where we are now. Yeah. Um so a storm is coming. <laughs> so uh, that's the sort of stuff about a show Now there's a whole other little section here Of why you might think Bill O'Reilly was an evil man. Here we go Tell us, tell us And it's about sexual harassment Holy shit So in 2004 <laughs> Fuck O'Reilly was sued for sexual harassment by a former producer for $60 million That's huge Yep, and according to the suit the at times, quote, tyrannical and menacing O'Reilly would masturbate while on the phone with his producer at other points, suggesting she purchase a vibrator, engage in phone sex or have a threesome with him and listen to lurid details. And sorry, she would listen to lurid details of his alleged sexual encounters with a cabana masseuse, airline stewardesses and Thai sex show workers. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> when you're it's talking a- to someone on the phone... Honestly, it's hard not to uh, goad them into using a vibrator uh, during that time. I, uh, yeah, in the in the mid in the he's know. not evil. He's just <laughs> flesh and blood. Chris is playing the heel today. I'm just joking. Um, that would be really frightening and frustrating. And what year was this that the uh, lawsuit oh, happened? Or like he was still four. on the air. Oh four. Oh yeah, still on right. the air. Okay. Um, you might only here for a long time. Twenty-one years. Twenty-one that. years. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the, and you might remember this in this phone call too was kind of famous because O'Reilly fantasized to the producer how he'd like to shower with her and fondle her with a loofah, which mm. he mistakenly referred to as a falafel thing. So I guess he was trying to be sexy and be like, "How do you uh, know about that?" <laughs> I read it in a, a, an article. Is that a court document? He said falafel thing, the, but I know he meant well, like the tape in uh, the I Daily think. Beast. Wasn't I read it. Is oh, that really? <clears throat> I think so. Yeah, like, it was recorded. Yeah. Oh, the Daily. Oh my! This God. was on tape. I didn't even know about that. So he I thought know, like that one of those loofah, falafel things. I guess he was trying to be sexy, like I want to rub a loofah on you. But instead, he's like, I want to rub a <laughs> one of those falafel things. You know, they look like a falafel. Falalala. 
Lalafa. Laloof. Yeah, he probably, yeah. You know. Falufel. I don't know. This is Bill O'Reilly. I want a falafalalofafafalo all over you. So there were tons of sexual harassment allegations made against Bill O'Reilly. So he's a fucking lecherous piece of work. He is. Um, uh, the same producer alleged that the then married O'Reilly threatened to make any woman who complains about his behavior, quote, pay so dearly that she'll wish she'd never been born. Kind of a cliched threat. Two weeks later, <laughs> uh, Bill O'Reilly did settle with this producer out of court, paid her $9 million. Hey, I'm a producer. I'm not creative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, $9 million, though. $9 million, $9 he paid her. He paid a bunch of people's stuff. Uh, two years before that, he settled with a junior producer who accused him of um, not sexual harassment, but belligerent bullying behavior, hmm. uh, including storming into the newsroom to scream at her. Um, there was also a Fox Jesus. Business Network anchor named Rebecca Gomez Diamond, who secretly refo- recorded phone calls on which O'Reilly made unwanted advances on her. So hmm. there were, I didn't even like list them all. There were He's so many years, phones. years of allegations, years of, of <laughs> yes. shit. Yeah. Phones get him going. <laughs> It's not his fault, Your Honor. He's addicted to phones. Don't you think phones are so falooful? <laughs> the real criminal here today, ladies and Alexander gentlemen. Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, all I need is a woman, a telephone, and a la foofala. <laughs> so, um, and apparently O'Reilly was also. You guys are not laughing at the falafel loofah stuff. I did. I just. But it's going to destroy when this goes out. No, you went like the. You did a fake laugh. You went. Mm-hmm, yeah. No, no, I can see I a went. whole line of T-shirts that say falafelafalu. <laughs> Janine Garofalo. <laughs> yeah. Give me one of those Janine Garofalofas. So, uh, allegedly, O'Reilly was also horrible at home, according to court documents. No, In hell, yes. I'm going over there to slap him. He would, he He's still alive. It. He is we still alive. We can slap him. <clears throat> well, we won't. Don't sue us. What What the hell did you do at home? James? I don't have nine million dollars. Well, according to court documents, uh, from his vicious custody battle with his ex wife, O'Reilly may have may have engaged in domestic violence. Oh. As Gawker reported at the time, the ex couple's teenage daughter uh, told the court that O'Re- she saw O'Reilly choking her mom, dragging her down the stairs by the neck. <gasps> O'Reilly told his daughter that her mother was an adulterer. And he struggled to stop himself from going ballistic around his family. So, hmm, pretty bad stuff. Um, there's more things here. Uh, a former guest on his show received a $1.6 million settlement over complaints that O'Reilly pursued a sexual relationship with her while in control of her airtime, tried to kiss her. Um, you know, all so these kind of out of control things. maniac. Yep. Just overall, An- another accuser who was African American said O'Reilly called her hot chocolate and would grunt and leer at her in the workplace. I mean, there's tons of these. O'Reilly right. vociferously denied all of the accusations made against him, um, and he said he has been subjected to a brutal campaign of character assassination that is unprecedented, unprecedented mm-hmm. in post-McCarthyist America. I mean, there was a, t- a period, a lot of people forget this, you know, uh, after 9-11, where if you were Irish-American, <laughs> your life was made to be a living hell. Everyone was coming for you. You were the so you know, you a target on your back. Daniel Day-Lewis and Bono had eggs thrown at them. <laughs> the Chieftains, they, uh, oh, their tour was canceled absolutely. just because of where they were from. 
Leprechauns went back to hiding under bridges. <laughs> That's yeah. right. They Lucky was taken you know, off of Lucky Charms and they replaced him with a guy from Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm a guy from Serbia. I'm here for Lucky Charms. <laughs> I'm the custodian for uh, who knows how long for Lucky Charms cereal. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm from Serbia. Boy, so would I love to find some Lucky Charms right about now. <laughs> um, so this is interesting. While Bill O'Reilly was having all these tons of accusations made against him of sexual harassment, um, not a great workplace, his boss, Roger Ailes, was also being accused of sexual harassment. And in 2016, uh, Roger Ailes, the Fox News chief, was ousted for his his own alleged sexual harassment of women, including former anchor uh, Lori Dew, um... And this was all covered in the movie Bombshell, which I haven't seen, but it's supposed right. to be good. Okay. Right. Kathleen and I watched it, and it's really... Yeah, I liked it. And that's what it's about, right? It's yeah. about the sexual harassment at Fox News, and yeah. they, they kick out Roger It's Ailes. good. Did it talk about Bill O'Reilly as well? I can't remember. It's been a while, and I think I was on a weed gummy, but... <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> that's the perfect movie you gotta get high for. One theme of that movie that I really enjoyed was how they had to... Um, what's it called? Um, NDA? Okay. Assimilate oh. every woman into that weird Fox News look, yeah. which is like the ice cream cone, blonde hair, right. yeah. makeup, and uh, yeah, like just all these weird sort of like puffy, so but true. also revealing like yeah. uh, Megan Kelly look work outfits. Yeah, That's they the do thing all about Fox. Yeah, have Meg- that same. Beautiful Aesthetic. blondes, ice queens, and beautiful 58-year-old red-faced <laughs> Irish-American <laughs> men. True. No, you're so right. You're, Shit. Yeah. Hannity, O'Bri- totally. o, uh, O'Reilly. Shit, man. You're right. Not Hannity. Yeah. But, the, but the women look stressed deep into their soul when you look at them, right? Yeah. It's like a... Yeah, it's a good movie. Eric Bombshell. So we're, we're wrapping up here now on Bill O'Reilly. So, so um, it's 2017. Roger Ailes has been fired from Fox for sexual harassment. Bill has had a fucking million sexual harassment claims made against him and made Bill uh, Bill has done five sexual harassment settlements, which is crazy. Wow. So when all this is happening, it's obviously really in the news and the O'Reilly factor lost more than half its advertisers within a week. Over 60 companies withdrew their ads. Sadly, despite the loss of advertisers, its ratings increased during the controversy. Interesting. Which is kind of sad, but even so, Eventually, like eventually, Fox News gave in to the pressure and fired him. Ludacris must have been so happy on that day. <laughs> he must have been like, "See, I, I've emerged triumphant." Yeah, yeah. we got to ask him. Um, so now we're post Fox News. O'Reilly hosted a podcast called No Spend News. Now, and before we, mm. sorry, no, please, Mike. Didn't Roger Ailes like die very soon after leaving, uh, being kicked out of Fox News? Great question, and I don't know. I think he. I think he was ejected, and like, because he had nothing to do. He had been like dethroned. He did that thing where you're an old man who just passes away. Like yeah, your, he did. Your you spirit dies when your love gets taken away from you. Yeah, you're dead, right, Mike? He died in 2017. Boy, looking at pictures of Rob, uh, Roger Ailes, not exactly Patrick Swayze. That's no. the thing. Like, no, no, no. No, if Roger Ailes had been cast to star in Ghost, it would have been quite a different movie. Same goes <laughs> for Dirty Dancing. <laughs> A That's giant rich man that looks like freaking Jabba the Hutt in a suit and is like, Will you date me? And then they say no. They never go, they never just go, All right, I respect that. <laughs> All right, that's cool. That's cool. I understand. Yeah. 
Um, well, after, after, after Fox News, uh, Bill O'Reilly and Dennis Miller co-headlined a public speaking tour called The Spin Stops Here. Boy, yes. what, what, an, what a, to, be, to have bought a ticket for that. Two the outcasts wor- of showbiz together doing yeah. their thing. And yeah. you know what else I've learned guys. through learning about Bill O'Reilly today? The word spin is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Use he it loves- to your grave, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he loves saying that he has no spin at all. No spin zone. Spin stops here. Spin... <laughs> I don't even know the guy. <laughs> now, the no-spin zone isn't quite as big and glamorous as it used to be. We've downsized the spin zone because I've been uh, I've been kicked off my own show. So we're sort of just in a uh, den in my home where we're spinning. But uh, You know, it's funny. I read on Wikipedia that the final Bill O'Reilly show was hosted by Greg Gutfield because O'Reilly had been canceled. Right. And then he ended the show kind of solemnly. And then the lights on the studio came all came up and the final shot was of like an empty studio. Was everyone like crying? Do you, yeah. God, was what's, Springsteen, happening to, what's happening to our America? <laughs> <laughs> was Springsteen on the final one? And did John Stewart write a glowing like, you know, say what you will, we disagreed, but he was a pretty yeah. good guy. Not, yeah. you know? Like, I love the O'Reilly Factor. It was a new show, but without any spin. Uh, what spin? You know, Spin. <laughs> it's so true. That is a hundred percent true. I liked it. It has no spin. Oh, uh, what spin? What is spin though? Uh, <laughs> are you spinning? Uh, or, sorry, you know when you spin around. Spin is bad news. <laughs> what? CNN does spin. I'm not racist. I just have no spin. <laughs> Oh boy! Did I'm you not know? a racist. I just know spin a lot. <laughs> That's uh, that was good that rapping. <laughs> um, so what, what was did his you know show called his pod? No spin news, which apparently now airs on Newsmax, which I thought oh. was only like the f- kookiest of far right guys, yeah. but apparently Bill is on Newsmax. Um, and also in June of 2021, it was reported that O'Reilly is launching a speaking tour with former President Donald J. Trump. To provide a never-before-heard inside view of his administration. So, I don't know if that's happened yet. Imagine you went to jail. You got sentenced to prison for, hopefully, years and years after, like, decades of sexual harassment and cruelty like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then saying to the judge, like, this is cancel culture, you know? Cancel culture is taking everything away from me and sending me to prison. And the judge is like, yeah, you know, yeah, cancel culture sending you to prison. Like, I don't know. That's kind of what's happening right now with all these guys. But they're like, we're getting relegated to the far corners of like Newsmax or whatever that is because of cancel culture. We're not allowed to say our be ourselves. And but it's like, no, dude, you were doing crimes, crimes. All these people that are complaining about cancel culture right now are doing crimes. No, for sure. Like, and you're just calling it cancel culture. Like, yeah. No, do judges in courts think of cancel culture as like it, this it, court it, sentences you to being canceled, honey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I had a joke there and I fucking <laughs> dropped the ball and forgot it. But it is kind of weird. It is crazy that you know in like 2008. We're watching The Daily Show or something, and John Stewart's, you know, doing his thing, making fun of Fox News, and it seemed more innocuous at the time. But you could tell there's something dangerous about something presenting itself as news and being really misleading and fucked up. And 
then, you know, look at where we are now. What a mess. There's people, um, you know, at a QAnon rally or whatever in New York. Like, they think JF, JFK Jr. is going to come out of the door. Like, <laughs> people have gone cr- There's no reality anymore. People don't even mm-hmm. believe the same two things. So it's hopeless in but a way. But John Stewart and helped they, they, set it up, too, because he created the left side being so snide and just, like, laughing all this psychotic stuff off all the time. Well. As if it was silly. And then we got complacent, being like, Haha. Interesting point. Interesting yeah, like, point. Intelligent people know enough to just laugh this away. And then we got crushed. Interesting point. I mean, or I don't know. I I'm guess it depends saying, on your point of view, uh, but that's interesting. No, but I'm not saying uh, the left did, like, you know, just as bad as this far right insanity, conspiracy theory stuff. No. But I'm saying, like, we in the, the, the neoliberal thing got complacent because we thought. Oh, like, you know, big city intelligentsia can just laugh these clowns off. I definitely agree, especially leading up to the Hillary Trump election where, you know, it was like so smug. But I mean, even that's how Obama was the president. He basically talked like the president, like, huh, could you imagine if uh, these ding-dongs over here? And we'd be like, yeah, like the intelligent people are progressing towards like a united future. It was kind of like we all live above the surface of the earth and we're mocking the people who live underground in the mines and yeah. then the people in the mines elected a shithead and we're like, oh no. Yeah. It was very time machine-y. Yeah. Like With the Morlocks? <laughs> the Morlocks are eating the Eloys. What the <laughs> hell? I thought we weren't that tasty. Yeah. You guys are supposed to be underground. Yeah. We're really smart, but they're really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Actually, the Eloys weren't even smart. They were just like complacently docile sitting by like rivers and bathing in the sun and stuff and there's nothing wrong with that and my tan would that attest to that is the life i would like to live to be honest <laughs> oh me too anyway sorry that's a digression you don't have to keep in there got like michael don't you dare take that out i'm leaving in every damn word so that is bill o'reilly michael you have something you wanted to say i just wanted to say and james i'd like to to uh say what a wonderful job you just did taking us through Thank the you. car crash of a life that was bill o'reilly and, and still is still is um but one thing I know is that every now and then you'd see in, in like an airport uh, bookstore or something like that, traveling, Bill O'Reilly is quite a prolific author and he uh, has a series of history books that all have the word killing in the title. So there's Bill O'Reilly has uh, Killing Crazy Horse, Killing Kennedy, Killing Patton, Killing Lincoln, Killing Reagan, <laughs> uh, Killing... Um, the SS, Killing the Rising Sun, Killing Jesus. Wow, what Isn't a dramatic a title book? for your book. Kill, yeah, uh, and he has many, many books, uh, and there's the whole Killing series in addition to other ones. There's one called Pinhead Patriots. Pinhead has, Patriots. That is the lamest name of a book I've ever heard. I don't, even if you don't know no what spin. it's about, whether it's right or left wing, it's still lame. It's not left wing. <laughs> Uh, and it has, a, it has a picture of Obama and Biden on the cover. Pinhead Patriots. Yes. Pinhead Patriots killing... Imagine thinking that's a title for your book. Yeah. We all have released stand-up albums. I mean, imagine naming it something that dumb. Oh, it's also this one, Killing Billy Joel, a book <laughs> he's always wanted to write but hasn't found time for yet. One thing, so we, you briefly mentioned it. So O'Reilly did John Stewart a lot. He, I was he ever on the Colbert Report? But Colbert Report basically used the O'Reilly factor as the blueprint for the show, and he based his Stephen Colbert character on Bill O'Reilly. Basically, yep. called him P- Papa Bear. Yep. 
I actually don't know if he was on the Colbert Factor, but I think he was because I think I, I used to watch those two shows, and I, right. I think he was. You know, um, I mean, they were funny to watch when he was on. I remember. I saw a taping of the Colbert Report once. Did you? By myself. And uh, they had a, it was like around Christmas, and there was a special guest, Tom Hanks, appeared. Whoa. Unannounced in a sketch. And then the band on the show, you know, occasionally they would have like a band on the Daily Show or the Colbert Report. It was The Killers. Oh, yeah. And they played two songs, and they made everyone stand up and dance, and the camera like panned across the crowd. I I hate the killers and I had to like <laughs> <laughs> that's Mike's nightmare. I had to like pretend to clap and dance to uh, "Are We Humans or Are We Dancers?" Oh yeah, I, I wish I hadn't. I t- like that song, yeah. but I have way lamer taste than you guys. No, 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 no I do, no, no. and I'm okay with that. But it's very funny because you know what's yeah, that's hilarious. Imagining Mike being forced to dance to a band he thinks sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man. Um, boy, uh, weird Stephen Colbert. The Colbert Report was really funny, and I mean, I can't. I, got, I mean, I have to be honest. I don't really watch his current show, but boy, oh boy, doesn't doesn't seem the same. Oh, you didn't like the vaccine dance routine, the <laughs> singing and dancing vaccine thing that had precisely no jokes in it. <laughs> it is weird because, like, he's always been like subtly. Um, so it started off subtly talking about being religious and stuff. Then it got more and more proud and outright. And then, you know, he would have guests on where he could test, like, if he could say any rem- any verse from the Bible that he remembered and stuff. And then it got, it was clear that he's a very religious, devout Christian man. Mm. And in my opinion, the late night show that he hosts has basically turned into, like, yeah, fun time at a Christian camp. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Not to, you know, but like, what the hell? I mean, I don't really. It's like camp games and camp fun, but it has no bite or edge to it anymore. It's just like placating to people that are nervous of like. Reinforcing like morals, you know, and like. People who are nervous of Satan. Yeah. He's like, don't worry. Clap, clap, clap. It doesn't feel funny to me to watch someone just point out something we obviously know is bad. And, and sort of reinforce that that's bad without being funny about it. Mm. But I guess some people enjoy that. You know what? I I enjoy. I, <laughs> it's okay if a late night talk show doesn't have comedy. I actually like that Colbert took out the sketch before the first commercial break and replaced it with him uh, saying the rosary. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, um, shall I wheel out the evil meter or the evilometer? You know what? You've worked so hard. Do you think, Chris? Should we bring out the evil meter? <laughs> Yeah, t- uh, take a load off, James. Yeah, oh, uh, have a yeah, cigarette, have a drink. Yeah, yeah, I, I have mind. a cigarette? All right, let's let me just it. light up a cigarette here. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, oh, oh. Chris, you get the other end. <laughs> so you guys are pulling oh. the evil Oh, it's leaking. Oh, oh yeah, uh, here, stick some chewing gum in the leak. Okay, there Looks we go. like I'm going to have to take this evilometer into the garage and fix it up a bit. <laughs> so, gentlemen, uh, we rate everybody on the podcast on the evilometer. From zero to ten, ten being the most evil, zero the least. Yeah. Um, what are you feeling? Where are you at with how evil you think Bill O'Reilly is on the scale? Uh, Chris, do you want to go first or do you want I me to always, go first? I've I'll gone go first. first a lot lately. Yeah, it's true. I'll go first. Okay. I think um, this is tricky. I mean, he's not so evil that he's like killed someone, so you can't, you know, you got to keep him down a bit. But very influential for some very hateful thinking. Harassed women, boy, oh boy. I mean, I'm going to give him a mm, 
6.8. Wow. 6.8 on the evil scale. You're lenient. You're like one of those lenient judges we hear about. No, who, no, no. I mean, you know, you know, keep in mind, this is yeah. Hitler's on this scale. Yeah, you know, you got to be, true, it's true. you know. Yeah. Um, you want to go next, Mike? Or, do you, or Chris, you go. You go next. I'm going to say six because you're totally right. He does, uh, he is kind of like a, uh, he is kind of like the beginning of the t- dissemination of very uh, cryptic, morbid, uh, you know, stirring up the masses in like a sort of hate speech, kind of hateful, yep. angry kind of way and uniting them in like a really disgusting way. Yeah. Um, like humanity has been taken out and he started all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like uh, dividing people and making them fight each other. He started all that stuff. The way he treated women uh, mm-hmm. sounded totally awful. I feel really bad for his victims in that regard. It sounded like he was a real bastard shithead. Mm-hmm. But I'm still saying six because, yeah, it's not murder. Um, mm-hmm. There might be some far right wing people. Obviously, there's millions, millions that grew up with him thinking that they, he enriched their lives. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's There's the crazy part. Like he probably part in Florida. You probably think he gave you a lot of yeah. good entertainment. I miss the old Bill O'Reilly <laughs> days. Life was simpler. I know. Uh, now me, there's like liberal people with toques on bothering me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with painted fingernails. The boys have painted fingernails. <laughs> I miss Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. And then a hurricane trashes your whole <laughs> a, state. A shitty guy, no doubt, but. You know, if you leave some room for the I'm saying six killers. because like, yeah, I I plan on doing an episode of like Ed Gein soon. And that is gonna devastate minds. That's oh, an evil well, I'm excited. Michael, the <laughs> evilometer is awaiting your I'm, input. I'm the last one to give his input it on the keypad there. Yes. Okay, I'm pressing. Okay, my fingers are <laughs> hovering between 10 and 9. What's it going to be? Uh, I pressed 9. And I'll tell you why. Nice. I pressed nine. 9. He's 9 out of 10 on the evil scale. I was going to give him a 10, except for three reasons. He's uh, He has Irish blood, which I also have some. Uh, Catholic, which I have, of course, devout Catholic. And he didn't like Billy Joel. Um, but other than that, he's a pretty uh, stinky human, uh, awful guy, and he's fit for the pit. Yeah. So about the same level of evil for you as Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, yeah, basically. Did you say nine point seven? No, I just just said nine. nine uh, Michael hasn't given the a point the points yet, but we, yeah, we yeah. do, and yeah. I, I'm good with that. Yeah, I said six flat even this time. <laughs> Someday when we're like, uh, you know, hundreds of episodes in, like someone's going to make a really cool spreadsheet with all. Yeah, all the scores. That'd be cool if on his like podcast show now, radio show, he said, "Can you believe that I got a six on the evilometer? That's (laughs) cancel culture for you." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To talk more about this is my friend Dennis Miller. (laughs) Hey, Chachi. Yeah, can you guys do a far out Dennis Miller (laughs) reference gag off the top of your head? Uh, Six on the evil on the evil meter. What is this? Uh, the Richter scale, baby? No, that yeah. was not good. Uh, Next not thing good. you know, you're going to get the something something from yeah. a different time. The evilometer's like the Tigris and Euphrates of evil meters. It's happened a long time ago, and it's not actually that fucking smart. I don't know. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. When they go on tour again together, it'd be very fun for us to get some tickets and go to Buffalo, New York, uh, to some god-awful uh, hall and see <laughs> Dennis Miller and Bill O'Reilly perform their play 
What is it? The Odd Couple? Or is yeah, it? They're, they're doing uh, <laughs> noises off. <laughs> but well, the female characters have to be like changed all the time. <laughs> yeah, really. This is a robot. Yeah. All the female roles tonight will be played by a robot. Um, yeah, all females during uh, Noises Off will be played by mannequins because of Bill O'Reilly's <laughs> bastard hands. Oh man. Well, um, I think that about does it, unless you guys had anything you wanted to add. or uh... <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, visit our Patreon, evilmen, uh, patreon.com slash evilmen, and that's about it. Well, I guess there's nothing left to say, but thank you very much for joining us on Evilmen. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!